Yeah, I don't want to go to jail for anything. I'm much too, like, weak. And you're pretty. You are listening to the Stand Up Dads Podcast. This is heck of boring. Yeah, it is. Let's try again. I had called Olivia was like out cold and they had done this a bunch of wonderful like wonder like Father's Day stuff for me like really late the night before. Mm -hmm. So she was out cold and then I called to wish my dad a happy Father's Day and my mom was like, you're like the fifth person to call. So I'm on speaker and I walk back to see if Olivia's up and I'm like, grandma says I'm the fifth person to wish happy Father's Day and she wakes up all angry, half asleep like, no, no, I was, we were the first, we were the first. I'm like, I'm talking about bumfuck. And my dad's like, you're kidding me. Bumpa's still alive? <laughs> <laughs> and Oli's like, what? <laughs> and we wonder where you get your fucked up sense of humor. <laughs> yeah. Dude, he cracks me up, man. Yeah. <laughs> this is stand-up dads. This is Rob. And Mike. It's summertime, and my kid's finally out of summer school. And I remember when I was a kid, when fall started, my brain was empty just because... One, because I'm inherently stupid, and two, just because I would avoid anything that looked like a book. Yeah. And just trying to avoid having that happen, I think the best way to do that would be have your kid read a book just for fun and not make it work. Yeah, yeah, try to keep them on it. I know that's one thing with Olivia, like the things she gets into, she'll read. So at least she is reading some Mm -hmm. stuff on her own, like right now. She saw, what was it? She's into like murders and mysteries like that. She saw... I, what is it like the true crime podcast? Apparently women are all about those fucking things. It, yeah. I don't get that. It's like, oh, I, I, I guess it's just they like to feel safe while someone else is not feeling safe. I don't get it. I don't know because I know, yeah, Annie loves them. I yeah. actually like them, but I don't listen to them all the time. But Olivia liked, um, we watched that updated version of Agatha Christie. I think it's Murder on the Nile or mm-hmm. whatever. So yeah, we got her a couple of, she got like, this one I had never read that's something about Halloween and then murder at the vicarage or something. Okay. So she, those are the ones she's starting to read. At her age, I would read comic books all, yeah. all summer. Like, that's what I would read. I would it's not want to read, like, oh, unless, unless it was a book that was, like, tied to still being nerdy, I guess. Like, you know, I remember reading, like, The Hobbit or <laughs> stuff like that. And I, if I felt like it was something for, like, school or on purpose, then I wouldn't want to read it. But that's the that's the trick. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like we talked about it with the math. Get math into games. Yeah. Uh, you know, trick him into doing math. Like, was it Payday? She's all about. Doing yes, math. that one works really good. Yeah, and Monopoly too. Or yeah. and especially if you make it, and she'll get all mad about it because it's like I'm not going to help you. So if you don't give yourself the right amount of money, <laughs> but you like, will catch her if she gives herself too much. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> she's like, that's not fair, Mike. Then you better work on it. <laughs> My kid is in that, uh, I guess it happens for all childhood, but that he's obsessed with fair. With the fair? About anything being fair. Oh, fairness. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we've been playing games, and I'm, I got him like this little cheap tabletop foosball table. Yeah. Uh, because we stayed at a place, and he really loved playing that. Mm-hmm. So I got him one. And it's just, all it has is two handles on each side. I mean, it's, it looks nice, but. Yeah. yeah. And he's. Uh, he scores on himself. <laughs> and that's the thing. I mean, that happens a lot. 
And I'm like, fuck it. I'm taking that point. He's like, that's not fair. I'm like, not my fault. You're shitty. Yeah. And he just gets, so it's not fair. It's not fair. You never score on yourself. And so it's like, and I'm not, like I said, I am the asshole. I'm not going to just let him. Win. Yeah. And it's, yeah, it lets him be more prepared because yeah. if he wants to get that way when he goes play with his friends, they're going to be like, oh, what are you going to do? Cry about it. Exactly. <laughs> it's like, no one wants to play with a little bitch. Yeah. I don't say that to him. Yeah. Yeah. We'll play trouble and the little popper thing just doesn't give him what he wants. He's like, it's not fair. It's like, it's a one in six chance, kid. Just, yeah. What do you want? Yeah. Anyway, before we get into the reading, we're going to talk about why it's so important to read. And here is Bill Hicks with a clip on that. I'm eating, I'm alone, and I'm reading a book. Waitress walks over to me. Hey, what you reading for? (laughs) (laughs) Is that like the weirdest question ever? I have never, ever been asked that. You know what I mean? What are you reading? Oh, okay. But what are you reading for? Shit, you stumped me. <laughs> you stumped me. Why do I read? <laughs> Guess I read for a lot of reasons, you know. And one of them is so I don't end up being a fucking waffle waitress. Right? <laughs> you stumped me. <laughs> then this trucker in the next booth gets up, stands over me and goes, Well, looks like we got ourselves a reader. <laughs> What the fuck's going on here? <laughs> like I walked into a Klan rally in a Boy George outfit or something. <laughs> it's a fucking book. I read. There, I said it. Waitress goes, why read when you can just flip on the tube? Because it's not the same. What do you think I'm reading? Hee-haw the book? <laughs> he said, huh? <laughs> So yeah, I never thought I'd get to use Bill Hicks on this show. <laughs> That's a great one. I was one. so excited you when I could. You stumped me. <laughs> well, it's just, what are you reading for? It's like, fuck. <laughs> yeah. It's like, ah, oh, why are you wasting your time? Well, here to answer that, I got links to all these articles down here. This one's, why is reading so important for kids? Just to go over the highlights. It assists cognitive development. Refers to how you think and perceive the world in your presence. I think this is one of the most important ones is developing empathy because for all their lives, the only thing they recognize is the world from their point of view. And it's all me, 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 me. Yeah. Then they realize, oh, it sucks to be this person. This person is, you know, fucking read Anne Frank. I mean, I'm not saying give that to your, you know, but. Olivia loved that. Yeah. They would read that in um, fifth grade. Yeah. Yeah. And just kind of like, oh. Wow, that would be really fucked up to be in that position. Yeah. And you can see things from someone else's eyes. I think that's the hugest thing you can get from it because we're raising a bunch of selfish pricks. Yes. And <laughs> then they end up running the fucking government. Uh, <laughs> let's see. They gain a deeper understanding. Understanding what it's like to be in a different city or a different country because it's a lot cheaper than traveling, which traveling, hopefully you can get your kids out of the country so they can see what it's like elsewhere. But the easiest way to do it is have them read a book about something in another land. It could be a fantasy book. It doesn't fucking matter. Yeah. Build stronger relationships. If you're reading to your kid, it becomes a thing. And it bums me out that he doesn't let me read to him like we used to when we were little. When we were little, when he was little. (laughs) But it's still there. 
I've talked to him a lot about this episode. He was surprising me with the shit that he remembered. Oh, Oh, dang it. I didn't think to ask Goldie. That's fine. But one of the things that he remembered that he would laugh at me about was like, you used to cry. (laughs) Like, shut up. Uh, Let's see. Kids get more extensive vocabularies. Because if they hear it or read it. It's true, yeah. Because totally. that, that helped Olivia when she was behind in like the writing aspect. Mm-hmm. The comprehension, she was way ahead because of like, it's pretty much specifically the Harry Potter books. Mm-hmm. She would understand and know a lot of words that the other kids didn't because we had been reading or I had been reading to her books that were way ahead. Totally. I, we get stuff all the time like, wow, he's got quite a vocabulary. That's cool. And usually he knows what he's saying. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. The last one here is gives him higher levels of creativity and imagination because you're seeing things from someone else's eyes. Yeah. I wish I got into Terry Pratchett a lot sooner because that guy was fucking weird. Not weird in a bad way, but just like how did you think of this shit? Just because it just triggers stuff like, oh, well, if you can think of this, well, what about yeah. this? Yeah. Just the idea of thinking, yeah, getting your mind to think in different ways or to, I like doing that with like humor stuff with her too. But you know what's what's cool? The other day she did grab some of the books we would read as Mm -hmm. when she was real little Mm -hmm. and she wanted to read them to me. So that was pretty cool because she was like, I want to read like, you know, they were like the Dr. Seuss and some of these books that we're going to talk about like. Just because she was like, I want to read it because back then it would, fr- it, you know, she would love the time, but it would frustrate her. She could. So it was nice. Yeah. For her. She was like, now I can actually read them. And not. that's awesome. She's like, I would just memorize them when I was that little, you know? Well, and the thing is, if you didn't expose her to the book, she wouldn't even have done that. Yeah. So she's already solving problems because of that. Yeah. So now she can read it and she still has that extra skill. Yeah. Get your kids pretty much just to get it going. You know, they say to start young, make it part of the routine. Like every night, it was always, this is the kitty books. It would be three books a night. Yeah. Obviously, you're not going to read three whole real books in a nighttime. Yeah. Encourage variation so it's not the same shit all of the time. Because he would get pissed. Like, I don't want this one. Too bad we're reading this one tonight. <laughs> and we'd mix one that he didn't want. Not that, yeah. Not because he didn't want it. It's just... Have patience because this is new to them. Everything's new to them. Yeah. And then continue the discussion. Talk to them after it. I don't know how many times I've read stuff and like totally forgot it like the second I finished it. Yeah. Oh my God, I forget it. I think it is important to start super young because I used to, you know, play records for her when she's like a baby baby Mm -hmm. and I'd read to her when she was a baby baby. So by the time... I think if you don't do that, then I could totally see it when they're old enough to start speaking. They'll be like, I want to do this. You know, instead it was like when she was three, that's when I read like Wind of the Willows to Mm -hmm. her over the course of a year. Yeah. Like a year's worth of like little bit every night. I think that's kind of, that was a fun thing to do together, you know? Well, and one thing I learned the hard way, because books are expensive now and they take up a shitload of room when you're done with them. (laughs) Yeah. Go to the fucking library. Yeah. You, it's free. You'll find things that you didn't even think of find, looking for. Because that's one thing I hate about how music is now. It's all streaming. Yeah. You forget about music. Because that was the nice thing about having the cassette case or the CD case. You know, you flip through. It's like, oh, I haven't listened to this in a while. It's true. Yeah. And you grab it. It's just you, you have that little tunnel vision of the shit you can remember. And I can't remember a 
goddamn thing. It's true. So I'm listening to the same like five bands over and over again. And it's like, fuck, why am I? I know I used to listen to other shit. I know. I know. And then realize that, you know, I miss the art that was in CD cases. Yeah. Because there was some cool shit in there. I think it was Tool. I think their first album. They had some fucked up images in there. <laughs> Just like, wow, what the hell are these guys all about? I remember as a kid, my sister had the Sgt. Peppers. Yeah. And that was so mind-blowing to me because it had so much extra stuff yes. in it. Little punch-outs. Exactly. And I was like, what is this? It really made you feel like, I was like, this is so crazy. Yeah. They made themselves into a fake thing. And, I know. Uh, yeah, it had like punch-out mustache. Yes. Like, yeah. Easier isn't ne- is not necessarily better. It just yeah. kind of makes me sad. But speaking of going to the library, we got Jim Gaffigan. He is probably the smartest dumb guy out there. (laughs) You'll see what I mean here. Have you read a physical book lately? Not on a tablet or a laptop, an actual book. You feel like you're Abe Lincoln. (laughs) Oh, it's made of wood. Hope it doesn't catch on fire. (laughs) When does this have to be back at the museum? (laughs) He's just such a dick about it. I saw a guy that was joking about that. That was another comedian that was about passports because he's like, why is it I can accidentally buy all sorts of stuff like on my phone and everything's on here. But no, for the passport, we have a little book. Yeah. (laughs) And it's an odd size, just small enough to lose it. Exactly. And if you lose it, you can't go home. (laughs) It's true. God, I got to remember who that guy was. Government things don't tend to keep up. I mean, fuck the stamp. Yeah, how long till it took? Do they decide just make it a sticker? It's like, fuck. Why can't we? It's like, oh, they made a big celebration. It's like, okay. Yeah, yeah. Just make it a fucking sticker. Okay, how to motivate your kid to read? Because you know, like anything that's good for them, they don't want to do it. Yeah, and a lot of the stuff's going to repeat because it needs to. Make time for reading. If you don't make it a priority, it's not going to happen. Yeah. Set aside a regular read aloud time with your kids. Again, this is for smaller kids. You're not going to take your junior in high school and go, okay, it's reading time. <laughs> Although I you think could it's still a good do idea. that, but not the read aloud part. But where... that that's, yeah, that's where that thing could come into play that my uh, sister's husband, Oli's uncle, had told her, uh, Mark, when he was a kid, they would make it where this is your bedtime, mm-hmm. but you could stay up as late as you want if you're reading. And yep. I know he would read to like 1 or 2 a.m. Yeah. And that's a know? great sneaky way to do it. Yeah. Make sure the reading material isn't beyond your kid's reading abilities. Because, yeah, what better way? It'd be yeah. like giving a kid, you know, here's your first math problem and it's trigonometry. Yeah. Make it so it's fun. Don't give them like war and peace when they're just ready for Dr. Seuss. Yeah. This one you don't think about, but create a cozy reading nook. We used to, you know, those shitty little indoor tents that they have for kids. Yeah, pretty much for most of the year when he was a lot smaller, he had one of those in the living room all the time, yeah. and he that was his place to read. So he had a flashlight in there. Not that it got too dark. That's but pretty cool. Yeah, and you didn't even think of. I didn't even. Yeah. Th- he was the one that grabbed his books and brought them in there. I didn't do it. Yeah, and that's I was like, smart. hey, do you want a light in there? So like, yeah, that'd be great. So just giving them the place to do it. Because, I mean, I like to have a place to read. Yeah. it was. It's a good thing that you said about giving them the things to read at their level. Because I remember when Olivia, you know, they would say he was a little bit behind. She didn't want to have her book she was reading because she'd see the other kids with other ones. Yeah. But I had to point out to her, I'm like, just because a kid has it 
mm-hmm. doesn't mean they actually can read it because True. I sat there one time when the kids were reading and it was like, yeah, that kid's got this book that, you know, they were like in first grade, this kid had a book that was like for fourth. I was like, dang, nope. he couldn't actually read it. Yeah. He was just sort of blah, 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 like making, I'm like, see, like. It's like a parrot. Yeah. I don't like, say the words, but. Well, he couldn't even save some of them. It was a good thing to try. I don't know if she really went through to him, but you can't really base, like, don't assume just because they're holding it that they actually are using it or they understand it. Like, you're, you got to work about yourself. Just worry about what you're doing, you know? That's one of the things about, I mean, it's it's a tangent, but when e-readers became popular... Apparently, sales of romance novels rocketed up because you could read it and people don't have to look at the cover. (laughs) That makes sense. So if there's a guy on a Kindle on the bus next to you on the way to work, chances are he's reading fucking something with a Fabio on the cover. (laughs) Uh, Speaking of which, look look for a variety of reading material. We just talked about this. Find them different stuff. Joke books, biographies, graphic novels, comic books, children's magazines. I mean, there's, fuck, I mean, I grew up on highlights. I remember those. Yeah. Have your reluctant reader read easy picture books to younger siblings. That's super cool. Yeah. And if you don't have siblings, if you have a pet. Yeah. Because I remember Owen would try to read to the cat. That's cool. And it was great. It's like, good. He's getting his confidence and he's amazed that the cat's too stupid to read. Well, and what works, that really works because I know it was funny Kiki loves to be, if we're reading, she'll mm-hmm. run in to sit with us. Mm-hmm. And uh, Mariah, when, when she was alive, it was opposite. It was music. Yeah. If you played guitar or put music on, she'd run. But it was kind of cool because Kiki was one when she'd want to read. That She'd come. And That's like, awesome. Ooh, it's reading time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let humor work its magic. Funny books is the best way to get hooked. Yeah. Say what you will about a good adventure and stuff. If it's yeah. funny, you want to hear the next joke. And that's what I, we, we got the, or Doug got Olivia the Hobbit, mm-hmm. but instead we got the audio book. We were listening to it, which was actually, it was good. Mm-hmm. But what's strange about that book is like, she was hooked at the beginning because the first chapter or two is really funny and fun. Mm-hmm. But once it got too much into like the, the travel yeah. and the fighting and all that, then she, she lost interest. Yeah. But, but that first chapter, some of it was really funny mm-hmm. and I, I liked how she got just really loved the wordplay yeah of like especially the scene with gandalf where he tells him good morning he's like what do you mean what's good about it are you yeah. telling me to have a good point like she mm-hmm. loved the i'm like yeah it's well, and that's great making him think yeah, of it we talked about this and one's like well why doesn't he just tell him to leave <laughs> like, yeah i love that right. <laughs> tell him to get out like your movies would be the worst movies ever like get out mm-hmm. okay the end yep <laughs> Exhibit a love of reading. I think this is the most important one because if they never see you with a book in your hand, they have no incentive. This is true. If they see you with a beer in your hand, they're going to want a beer in their hand. If they see you with a PlayStation controller in your hand, that's what they're going to want to do. If they see you with a phone in your hand, that's what they're going to want to do. Yeah. There was a comic strip um, I saw. It's like a mom and a kid in a park sitting on a bench. Each of them are reading books, the mom and the kid. And this lady comes by, her kids face down in a cell phone, and the mom is also face down in a cell phone. So, oh, how do you get your kid to read? It's like, oh, yeah. There you go. Yeah. I know there's not a lot of funny in this, but I think it's important. Yeah. Because it's not funny to have a dumb kid. (laughs) Uh, And then finally, provide access to books. Again, the library. Yeah. 
books are not cheap. I mean, even a little kid's book that's going to take 30 seconds to finish yeah. is like 16, 20 bucks. Well, we would always end up like some books we got, you know, either through, you know, Doug or me finding ones that were like older ones we wanted to read. But then a lot of books we would go and get from the Goodwill. Like yeah. when, when I went to read Harry Potter to her, I was like, I don't know if she's even going to like this. Mm-hmm. So it was like 99 cents. Grab the paperback. Yeah. And as she liked it, I don't think I paid more than 250 for any of them. It's a great thing. All the way through. Because it was like, okay. And it, it was funny because as we were reading them, it, it became like a hunt, you know, like, yeah. oh, we got to get the next one. And Let's go find it. Itself. Yeah, yeah, we got to find it. Well, so we're go- back to Jim Gaffigan, who doesn't quite get it. Here goes. You ever talk about a movie with someone that read the book? They're always so condescending. Ah, the book was much better than the movie. <laughs> oh, really? What I enjoyed about the movie? No reading. <laughs> it only took two hours, and then I could take a nap. Smartest dumb guy out there. And here's another one, same vein. I am snotty about that, too. Oh, like, totally. <laughs> Hang on. I don't understand the people who don't like TV. I just prefer reading. Have you watched television? <laughs> it's way better. There's pictures, there's sound, and most importantly, no reading. <laughs> Asshole. <laughs> Yeah, it's true. Well, the thing is, it usually is that the book is better than the movie, although there are exceptions. Yeah, and and that was actually really a fun thing when we read those Potter books is was sitting there and like we talk about pointing out where like things they left out that you know, we were upset about, but things that they fixed. Like they fixed yeah. certain things in the where it was like, and it was kind of cool to point that out. Like, did you see how they did that? That made that way better, or the scene they added, or the, you know, they kept out the pole part where Rowling hates on gay people the whole <laughs> movie. <laughs> <laughs> and by the way, you owe about ten bucks for the Harry Potter jar. <laughs> uh, like Clockwork Orange, the movie was a million times better than the book, and I loved the book. Yeah, I never went back and read. The, see, that's one problem with me sometimes. If if I see the movie first, There's then no I point. don't go back to the book. I know. I want you got to see the read the book first. Let's see, Fight Club movie was a million times better than the book. Wow, it added so much. I, but it's a small. I can count it on one hand. You know how many yeah. times that was the case. I know it's a daunting thing to be like, okay, well, what do I find for my kid to read? Because yeah. one, it takes time. You know, does this mean I have to read all these fucking kid books before, you know, giving it to the, there's stuff out there. There are, and I'm going to post links for these. There's sites out there. There's something called Reading Rockets and Brightly. Each of these have a book finder. So um, you just put in your kid's age, you know, their reading ability, like intermediate beginning to stuff like that. And what kind of stuff like biographies or fiction, sci-fi or mystery or whatever. And it'll throw a bunch of stuff in that category. And then for grownups, there's a site called Witchbook. You just put in, it gives you a bunch of like different emotions that you can put in or whatever. And you can click them and like, I want a happy book. I want a sad book. I want a, oh, okay. I want something that's dirty. I want something that's clean. I want something that's long or short, even funny or serious or all these things. And you can actually drag it along and every time you do it, it gives you a different list of books. And I found some really crazy books on there that I never would have found. Because, like, when you get stuff from Amazon, they're like, you might like this. And it's like, yeah, whatever. Yeah. And then as far as keeping track of it, because I was always guilty of reading a book and being like, 
being 30, 40 pages into it going, fuck, I already read this. <laughs> God fucking damn it. Goodreads is out there, and pretty much you just log in your books. It's completely free. That's cool. And you can rate them and all that, and they'll give you reviews or uh, recommendations based on what you've read. And I also use it as an incentive for my kid because I got him an account. Oh. We update it all the time, and we'll add it. And I think last year he got like, I think we started in September, and he got up to like 90 books. Again, these are kid books. Yeah, but still. This year... You know, right now his goal is at 75 and he's almost there. That's cool. But he'll run over and be like, I finished a book. Okay, let's put it in. And it's also getting him to use the keyboard and the mouse because he's shitty at it because we don't really let him fuck around on the computer. Yeah. Which I'm sure we're going to get yelled at for. <laughs> and oh. also the best thing is it keeps track of what you've read. So you don't make that mistake of reading it again. Yeah. Unless you want to read it again. There's nothing wrong with reading a book again. We still have that token board. So every five books, he gets a token. That's cool. And if he reads an actual chapter book that doesn't have pictures in it, I'll give him a token just for that. That's cool. He's still like, you know, he's big on the graphic novels and all that stuff, which we'll get into. But yeah, you can use that. It's kind of like with your brother-in-law. Yeah. Yeah, you can stay up as late as you want as long as you're reading. Yeah. So, hey, yeah, we, you can use a computer as long as it's about reading. Great. And he'll look there for what other books like... He likes things in series. So oh. it's like, oh, what else has this guy written? Which is awesome in itself. Yeah. Like that's it a makes big it so deal. Much easier. <laughs> well, and it's a big deal that they're getting them to notice stuff like that. Like who's the author? Because sometimes yeah. you tell people that and they're like, what do you mean? You know, or who's the, the artist? You mm-hmm. know, like that's pretty cool too. They're like what? You know. Artists aren't real. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, here's a link for five sneaky ways I get my kids to read more. We talked about, like, you with the sleep thing, this with the Goodreads, because, you know, he's very reward-oriented. Yeah. And he likes to see how he's doing. This one's kind of messed up, and my wife hates it, but I do it because my hearing is shit. Yeah. Put subtitles on all the TVs. We do that a lot. Like, that's one thing where where the show helped, because Olivia will look, read some of the manga of, like, that mm-hmm. My Hero Academia. Mm-hmm. But we will watch like, you know, the because she didn't want to wait, they'll put out the Japanese version and then the dub will come out like mm-hmm. six months later. It's all fucked up. So she had to watch it, <laughs> yeah. you know, so it was kind of good. You know, that stuff, making them watch the ones with the subtitles mm-hmm. and read it that fast actually is really helpful. Yeah, you totally. know, well, I've actually had it where Owen's like, that's how you spell that word. Oh, that's cool. Great. Yeah. Played word games that are actually fun. We recently, he's into Bananagrams. I have to try that one because we broke up Scrabble. Great. Scrabble and sucks. I fucking hate Scrabble because it, it's like it's hard. You could get the same exact word and get a you know half the points because you didn't put it in the right fucking place. Yeah. I know there are people like, well, that's the rules. And Bananagrams is just put together words. Whoever gets rid of all their tiles first wins. Yeah. That's it. It doesn't have to be anything crazy. It just kind of, and he's actually getting better and better to the point where I think he's going to start actually challenging us soon. And he's only nine. That's great. Which is good. And it's like, where'd you learn that word? (laughs) It's like, is that not a word? No, yeah, it is. Good job. Leave interesting materials in conspicuous places. Like if they mention an interest about something, like he had a big kick on Titanic. So I would find stuff about Titanic and just like leave it around. That's cool. He would be reading it. It's like, where's Owen? He's quiet. Oh, he's fucking reading. This is great. That's good. Trick them with audiobooks, which you did. Uh, yeah, I don't even consider it. That's one of the things that will bug me where people be like, yeah, but that one, that doesn't count. 
And it's like, to sure me, it, does. it totally counts because I actually retain better from the ones that the audiobook ones than I, I even when I read. I retain it better. I don't. You don't? No. Yeah, it's weird. I retain it more. I... I catch myself like, what the fuck have I just been listening to? It's gone. Well, if I'm listening to it and driving or something, then well, that's yeah. That's the thing. I no. can't just, if I'm going to sit and just listen to something, yeah. I'm going to be just reading. Oh, okay. That's just the way I'm wired because I, my brain just starts drifting off and then, oh, what? What? Did, oh, shit. Now I got to rewind it. So I can't do, although I did enjoy, there was a book called What is the What? Mm. which is about a guy who immigrates into the U.S., I believe. Well, there. I have no fucking memory of anything. But it was the guy, the voice actor for this was just so good. Yeah. And it actually, that one I sat around was like, I just want to hear what this guy has to say. Okay. But it's just so few and far between. I'd just rather read. Well, like last night, I took Oli to see that. It's a musical called Hades Town, right? Mm-hmm. And it's based on uh, Greek mythology. Mm-hmm. And it was kind of cool because she remembered I had gotten an audiobook of the Norse mythology by yeah. Neil, Neil Gaiman, mm-hmm. and he he reads it. Yeah. And it was amazing how much we listened to it on the drive up because she was like, remember, she's like, I was way too young to hear all that stuff. <laughs> and I was like, nah, I don't, I disagree. But mm-hmm. it was like, yeah, it was, it, it was pretty awesome. She remembered so much of it. And it's him, his delivery yeah. of what he wrote is so good that I, I, I did. I'm like, Neil oh, Gaiman. I know all these stories, you yeah. know. He is so good at presenting adult themes, but making them approachable for everybody. Yes. And yeah. it's a very, uh, Terry Pratchett, another, another one yeah. of those that can do that. And they actually work together on a book called Good Omens. I watched some of that show. I want to read, read the, the book. fucking book. God yeah. damn it. The show has nothing to do with it. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, I stopped watching the show. I'd rather read the book. Well, then. the show is good. Yeah. Again, and the last one, and this kind of ties into all of it, don't let them watch the movie until they read the book. Yes, that's, and that, is absolutely that worked out if you'd set that up with something that they're dying to see and again i'll put money in the harry potter jar that was the one because Oli was like <sighs> all her cousins had watched it already yeah. so she's like i just want to watch it i want to watch it but reading that book together i said that was our thing if i re once we finish the book we can watch each movie her fury of that first one has yeah. locked her in where she's totally. just like from now on she's always like no the books are better because they leave stuff out they have they can't put it well, all in yeah and the movies are amazing because yeah. like the first one i just remember being in because i read the book first yeah that's how it happened i didn't yeah. know they were going to make a movie and i was just amazed at how they recreated that world yeah that was fucking amazing I was, okay that was really cool yeah well done yeah you gay hating lady uh, <laughs> I know it's so disappointing. Yeah, like okay. So it, I got a note here. It's important to keep reading to the kids even after they can read on their own. Again, it creates the memories and stuff. Which, if you're doing this just to create memories, knock it off. But you can also catch when they're doing something wrong. Not that there's a whole lot you can do wrong, but it's like, oh, that's supposed. You to mean be, if you're reading to if just they're create? reading, like you know what we would do. What we try to get them to do is like we'll take turns reading. And like he'll run past uh, periods and stuff where it's just, oh no, you need to stop here. You know, that kind of thing. Yeah. And for one thing, it makes it so he doesn't get embarrassed when he does it in school. And for two, it'll make a lot more sense. Yeah. Yeah. Because there's a, and you brought it up with that kid with a first grader with a fourth grade book. Yeah. There's a big difference between sounding out words on a page and understanding what's going on in the story. 
Yeah. Because found us out because again with the Goodreads now like when we started you go I finished a book great and I'd put it in and now I'm like okay what you what was it about I don't know uh, like, yeah let's talk about it yeah and I'm guilty of it but yeah. actually back to Gaffigan you ever read a book that changed your life me neither <laughs> I don't have the attentions but every now and then I'll read a book I'll be so proud of myself I'll try and squeeze it into conversation people are like, hey Jim how you doing I read a book <laughs> <laughs> 250 pages. That's great. What was it about? No idea. <laughs> That's my kid. Because, yeah, I mean, he would be there still with a book in his hand. Like, what was it about? I don't know. It's like, God damn it. <laughs> I was like, I'm not giving you credit for that. Go read it again and come back. Yeah. But I do that all the time myself. Well, like, what is the what? I really enjoyed it. I could tell you that. I, for sure, I really enjoyed it. Yeah. What's it about? I don't know. And I hate that about myself. It's like, I definitely don't have that photo- photographic memory. Yeah. I used to call it pornographic memory. I've got that. But <laughs> <laughs> since you're an artist, I figured graphic novels are a good way to get your kids into it because it's not as daunting as like a big chapter book. Well, it's so funny, Nick, because nowadays, you know, now it's seen that way where it's like, yeah, these are this is a great way to read. Well, it is because when we were kids, that's what... That's what Doug says got him to read the most. And it's definitely what got me to read the most. And Stan Lee with throwing in his giant vocabulary. That's what got me. I I was reading all the time comic books. Kim sent me an article that said that apparently comic books have a larger vocabulary than a lot of regular books. Uh, Yeah, absolutely. Which is great. But it's funny. I got a buddy, Bill, who is a librarian. Hi, Bill. And he still reads a lot of graphic novels. And I just give him shit. It's like, you're reading comic books. And he's on Goodreads. And you can, it's like social media. You can yeah. see what other people are doing. And he's like, well, I read like this many books this year. You read comic books. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> they still count. But it still counts. Yeah. And the thing is, they're good. Yeah. You know, it just kind of, remember that show Happy? No, I didn't see that show. Uh, Pat Oswalt is a little blue unicorn. Uh, it's dark. It's like, Deadpool kind of stuff. Okay. That was a graphic novel. Okay. It's one of those where it was a very interesting graphic novel and the show took it in a different direction and it was really good. But there's just so much out there. I mean, the kids, it's more approachable for the kids. They feel kind of mature and cool because, yeah, they see grownups reading comics. Yeah. They can help with reading comprehension. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And yeah, and having to, especially when you're reading people that are on another level, like Neil Gaiman or Alan oh, Moore. Yeah. Um, whole Sandman series. Yeah. Because like the original Watchmen series, when you read the book, you're also looking at all this stuff he puts in the back that's like newspaper clippings mm-hmm. and dossiers. That and, guy has an imagination. And as you read through all it, you're just, it, it takes like all 12 issues until you're finally like, oh, that's what this thing mm-hmm. means and that's what that thing meant. and Yeah. Yep. Even though it doesn't seem like much, kids get a sense of accomplishment from finishing it. And finally, it prepares kids for other types of books. Yeah. And the thing is, if they want to keep reading graphic novels, so be it. So, like I said, I talked to Owen about this yeah. episode and asked him for books that he thinks other kids should be reading. And so I got a little list. Sweet. I should have asked Olivia's list, dang it. No, she's still asleep. Well, like I said before, he loves books that are part of a series. Dogman, that was what got him reading on his own. And that was written by the guy that did Captain Underpants. Dave Pilkey, yeah. 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 He's that amazing. Because he, he was like, 
wait, so they cut this dog's head off and put it on a cop and he lived? Well, it's just a comic. So it's funny. That's crazy. And he like took the book and ran off. That's <laughs> and awesome. just then, so he's read every single one of those. Cat Kid and the Comic Club, that was another one by the same guy. Yeah. He didn't love those as much, but he They're still like loved them. They're like a spinoff. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Diary of a Wimpy Kid, he loves. I think it's more for junior high stuff, but he just loved every bit of it. I think before Dogman, he got into Bad Guys. Yeah. And they just made a movie on, and I was so disappointed in the movie because oh, they could have done so much more. Oh, okay. I haven't read it or seen that. Yeah. Uh, his current love is Big Nate. I see that as Peanuts if it was good. Oh, how <laughs> dare you? How dare you? But he loves those. It's just kids capping on each other. You okay. know? It's just school stuff. And he's like, oh, this is funny. Look at this, Dad. And it's like, okay, great. And Kim doesn't like it because... He learned some pretty crude shit in there. <laughs> he likes the who is or who was or what is or what was. The history type stuff. Those, uh, it's a series. That. Yeah. And they're small, but they're packed with information. Yeah. He liked the I Survived series. So what they do is get historical fucked up things and get stories from survivors. Like I survived the Titanic. I survived Pearl Harbor. I survived the PE coach touching me. I don't know. It was just all <laughs> sorts of stuff. I don't think I saw that one. And then finally, the disgusting critters. These are fun because they look at like just stuff that normally you would just kill and throw out. Uh-huh. Like the mosquito, uh, slug, uh-huh. um, toads. And it's actually factual, but it's funny. That's and cool. they're learning without even realizing. That's so, cool. Just a really cool series. And then you gave me a list of stuff. Yeah, well, I'm tr- I was trying to think one I, that came to mind right now. I had just found it randomly at a bookstore, and this was it's this one from the turn of the century. E, yeah, E Nesbitt, and that was a pen name for this woman writer who had to change it because back then, if you're yeah, you know, if you're gonna be on a fantasy thing and it's a woman, they I'm not buying that. <laughs> oh, like George Eliot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, but that book is amazing he did the really great stuff it has like these kids find like this sand fairy this really weird like creature mm-hmm. and it, it's basically one of those things where it's like the magic that he does it never goes right it's almost like you know like making a deal with the devil or mm-hmm. something because things always go wrong sure what's nice is a lot of these books we read there'll be like a couple quotes that we'll always remember because we'll talk about how funny it was mm-hmm. and there's a part in there where one of the kids gets mad and goes to argue with the fairy and says like, you know, none of, none of these things, you know, how can we wish for something correctly? And he's like, well, you just got to be careful with your words, mm-hmm. you know? And she's like, well, what do you, you know, you know this, what do you mean? So, well, he's like the, like the, I guess she said, you know, something about like, the worst time. And he's like, well, there was one time where this kid had come and, it was like he did, she said it was like dinosaur times or something. The guy had told him to come wish for a brontosaurus or something. And he, he wished for the wrong thing and got in trouble. So he came back and he said, I wish I was dead. Oh. And and the way the wishes worked, they worked till sundown. Mm-hmm. So he's like, and so he was <laughs> until sundown. Oh, his dude. parents were said, and they're like, oh my God, like it could go that wrong. Wow. And that's what's awesome because it's turn yeah. of the century and, uh, and it's a three-part series, so same thing. We read Very all three, cool. and the third one, the fairy's only in the first and the last. But the third one, they bring this queen of Babylon, you know, back. And it's it's amazing. Like some of the time travel stuff that's mm-hmm. in it is is hilarious, and just you know, her thing is she comes back and all the 
her stuff is in this museum and she's oh, using God. the sand fairy to be like give me my stuff back yeah. and then when people are trying to stop her she's just like bringing her her army and killing people so like oh my god on my list i know we had madeline which is more like i think the 50s but mm-hmm. the older books like that like this was supposed to be a kid's book in 19 yeah. and now you'd be like oh my god i can't read that to them sure. like that's She's going to have nightmares. No. It's like the Looney Tunes that we watched. Yeah. It's too violent for kids. We never. Yeah. We weren't shooting each other or any of that shit. We knew better. You know, we watched Three Stooges and knew not to put someone's head in a vice. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Too easy to be like, oh, that showed them the wrong thing. Yeah. And, you know, I Wind in the Willows, I always thought is a really clever, well-written yeah, Madeline was one I liked because you had really clever things like when she ends up having her appendix out, it's like that's what the kids are the most set, jealous of because she's like, she had her scar. And ah. they're like, oh, I want my appendix out. And, but the best that's was when, kids are. Yeah, they had the, the kid move in next door who they said was just the rottenest little boy. So they the nun gets him like a, a little set of tools and it's like maybe he just needs to be busy. And then they're like, they show that he made a guillotine for the chickens oh, and they're like, oh, he's a nasty, nasty boy. <laughs> like, like stuff like that yeah. where it's like, I love that it's like, it's still clever and it's, it's not creative. just like it's not, super baby, you know? Yeah, it's not see Dick, see Jane, see Dog, yeah. see Run. But it's like, Puh. Yeah, so I like books like that. I, w- I like getting different artists. There was one guy that we found because my brother liked his book uh, one of his books, Just Only John, when he was a kid, this guy Jack Kent, and he worked for Disney and stuff. Mm-hmm. But he did these books, and they're not—they're out of print. One of them we got that's called The Wizard of Wallaby Wallow. I love that one because it's basically this wizard sells these potions for people who, you know, they—they they have all these things they need to change. Well, he's trying to fix his potions, and he has the labels off, and he's all frustrated. And this mouth comes to him and he's like, what do you want? And he's like, well, I, I want to be something different. Mm-hmm. He doesn't want to be himself anymore. And he's like, well, I'm, I'm closed. And he's like, well, can't you help me? He's like, well, here, you can just have this one for free. And he's like, but w- what's it do? He's like, I don't know. It'll turn you into something different. <laughs> so the whole book is him going, well, maybe it'll turn me into this. And then he'll be like, but that'll be awful. Like maybe I'll be an ant. Oh, I could get stepped on. Maybe I'll be a cat. Oh, I got to eat mice. <laughs> like, you know, and nice. may- maybe I'll be an elephant, but I can't fit in my house. And I love my house. And like, by the end he decides like, Oh, I, d- I don't want to be something different. And when he comes back, he tells the wizard, you know, and the wizard's like, you've changed, you know? And nice. he's like, and it's awesome. Cause then the, at the end, the wizard's like, he takes all the labels off and it's like from that point on anytime someone came and wanted to be something different they always as long as they didn't open the bottle like it was pretty cool like the the, him working through it in really funny ways by the end he's like i'm actually happy with my own life i I don't want to be different you know and then there was this other one he does that's called dooley and the snort snoot that one's pretty cool that like it's basically the the son of two giants but he's little and he's actually like the weakest kid of everybody Mm -hmm. and you know everyone basically laughs at him and then uh this monster comes to eat the kids and he stands up to him and as he stands up he starts to grow and he gets giant and he saves it and it's pretty cool i love the wording because at the end they said nobody knew what for sure what made Dooley grow 
His mother said it's because he ate his vegetables. Mm. No doubt that helped. He's all, but the, Dooley, he says, I think, said Dooley's father, was because he did a very big thing. And uh, I think I just grew up because it was time to. But it was pretty cool that it's like they like did that. it. Yeah. They made it where it was like when he stood up or something and, and he was helping someone is when he actually Makes sense. grew. But yeah. And then some of them are just funny. The king, the mice, and the cheese. I is read an, that one to Owen. You've read that one. Oh, I yeah, love that, that one. one. Yeah, where they get the mice to get the cheese, the, the or they get the cats to get the mice. They yep. get the dogs to get the cats. They get the lion, and it just builds up to the yeah. point where the fucking mice are back. Yeah, and I like when there's a good ending that gives. It's not hitting you over the head. Yeah. The way he has to solve it is we have to get along. <laughs> yeah. It's totally like, like you can eat my cheese, but you have to eat it with manners. Yeah. <laughs> it's totally like an Aesop fable type. Yeah, thing. that one's cool. Miss Twiggly's tree is one that my brother loved as a kid that Oli just likes. That's basically everyone makes fun of this lady because she lives in a tree with her dog. Mm -hmm. And they want to basically like the mayor's wife wants to get her kicked out, all this stuff. But then there's a flood and she takes everyone in and then she's got (laughs) she like has bears that sit up there with her. And they uh, basically they all end up being like, she's not weird at all, you know. And yeah, even like that mayor's wife, she gives her her bed. You know? So she likes that one. Yeah. That art's really cool. Yeah, Where the Wild Things Are, that one I just love because of the way it's paced and the way, the, the whole design of the book. Like we talk about that one a lot. You don't like that one. <laughs> I, I enjoyed it to a point, but I don't think it deserves this whole Hall of Fame status that it has. I, I love that book. Because of how it's designed and like as you you know, it starts out small and gets big and then and he does learn his lesson at the end. It's like yeah. wanting to be someone where someone loved him most of all, you know. Sure. Didn't need to be made into a movie. That's for God No, that's sure. absolutely yeah. yeah, it should not have Same been. Same for James and the Giant Peach. Does yeah. not need to be made into a movie. Yeah, those ones shouldn't be. Although we were reading that to him and Kim made me stop because it was kind of dark. Of which one? James and the Giant Peach. Oh, those are great books. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And that's Ball what I like. Is, he's, he's dark. He's dark. And I, I think, and that's the thing. I think we get too worried about that. Like, that's why I like the older, the older books like that where they don't, we're not treating the kids like kid. Like, yeah. oh, you can't handle it. Like, and they can. kids are fucking dark. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, like, he'll say some fucked up shit. It's like, Oh, so what if we were to kill it and just hang it up? Whoa, where did you? <laughs> yeah. Slow well, down. <laughs> Olivia told me the other day, she'll tell me these random things that just like, I got to write them down. But she, uh, we're, they were playing with water balloons. Mm-hmm. And she goes, yeah, you know, when I was real little, I used to pretend like it was a baby. And I was like, Jesus. And then she was like, I'd be like playing. And then, oh no, I dropped the baby and <laughs> exploded oh the <laughs> Exactly. Your kids can handle dark shit to a point. Yeah, on her own coming up with this story, she'd be like, oh, oh, dang it, I dropped the baby. (laughs) Oh, no, I fell on all these babies. Totally, it was like I crushed. And that's probably part of, like, that's how I get her to eat her food was pretending she was eating, like, she was a giant. And And I'd be like, "Uh uh-oh, like, in this bite, like, thank God we got away. Oh, oh, grandma made it. And they'd be like, oh, no. It's not. She's not done eating yet. <laughs> and then they'd be like, "Well, let's at least get these orphans into this bus." And oh, be like, dude. and she'd be like, "Yes, yes, yes." Nom, 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 nom. Oh no, not the orphans! <laughs> oh. She'd eat her whole plate because it would be like, "Well, thank God we lived." Mm-hmm. Okay, at least my oh. baby, my baby. There's more babies on the stove. Did yeah. you? <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> All right, so I'm going to go into my list of shit that I loved reading to Owen. First one, The Gruffalo. Oh, that is a great that's one. That's a great one. If you haven't, yeah. do yourself a favor. Even if your kid's in fucking high school. Just, yeah, read it yourself. Exactly. I like that one. Blue Kangaroo. There's a bunch of them. Oh. I can't remember which one, but I know one of them makes me cry. Wow. It's just great. It's just this little girl who wants to do shit, and her little, you know, one of her favorite stuffed animals is a blue kangaroo, and the parents, the adults in her life are all too busy, so she has to do shit on her own. Yeah. It's just a really cool one. Mo Willems has the Elephant and Piggy series. Oh, my God. Those are, yeah, those, those I are love. Great. And they're simple. They're yeah. a great one to start with. I think there's... You know, you're not going to get huge vocabulary and stuff. Yeah. It's very straightforward, but it's entertaining. There's always a tongue-in-cheek thing in there. Yeah. You know, it's like, hey, we are in a book. I love him. It's like, people are looking at us right now? That type of shit. Yes. He does a good one that's called, um, well, not just The Pigeon Ride the Bus, which mm-hmm. I love, but don't let The Pigeon Ride the Bus, but there's yeah. one that's called, it's a very, it's a, that's a very bad idea or something, yeah. and it's a good one because they interact with it. Yes. So through the whole thing, you like, that's not a very good idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The whole thing. I think this one hit me personally. It's called Nana upstairs and Nana downstairs. It involves a kid who has his grandmother's move in with him. Oh, because they're, you know, infirm and yeah. it's a nice intro to death of a loved one. Oh. And that we read that around the time where my mom died. Wow. So that one just fucked me up every time. Mm. But it was well done. It wasn't yeah. sappy. It wasn't like all saccharine where it's like, oh, isn't that? It's just, you know, I enjoyed spending time with this grandma. This is what I remember from her and that type of shit. Yeah. This one, you will be sobbing. It's called Stay, A Girl, A Dog, on a Bucket List. Mm. And it's a great reminder to not take your pets for granted. Mm. Where it's this girl, her she finds out she has an older dog and realizes that her time is limited with the dog and she wants to do all this cool shit with the dog. Mm. And when it just comes down to the dog really just wanted to hang out. Yeah. <sighs> now I'm all weepy. The Graveyard Book. This is Neil Gaiman. It's made for ages 10 and up, but I didn't read it till I was an adult and I loved it. It's about this kid who, like his family is murdered at the beginning. So Kim's upset that I got this for him. Because it's too dark. But it's great. Yeah. Those that's ones the, are that's as dark yeah. as it gets. And then he runs from the murderer to the graveyard and the, the ghosts of the graveyard take care of him. That's and, pretty cool. And it's just so out there. And yeah. he's, like I said, he is so good at so many. I love that. You know, Neil Gaiman is great. Choose your own adventure series. Yeah. That's, that's what got us started. As yeah. Kids, I love I that. Yeah. Kim's a big fan of this one. I read it. My Side of the Mountain. Ooh. It's a kid who pretty much runs away from home and lives in the woods for like a year or two on his own. This was like made in the fifties where kids actually knew how to do shit, like build a fire and stuff. Whereas if a kid tried it today, they'd be dead. Yeah. But it's still a really interesting thing. And it's like a, it's an adventure for a kid. Yeah. I loved click clack moo. Oh, click clack moo is great. Yeah. That is a classic. Shout out to local author, Erin Dealey. She has lots of fun books. Owen's met her a bunch of times. She was always great. One of his favorites from her, it's a Christmas one called Deck the Walls. Mm. Not Deck the Halls, but Deck the Walls. And it's it's a take on the Deck the Halls song. Cool. But it's Deck the Walls with mashed potatoes. And it's pretty much a big food fight for these kids. Yeah. It's just fun. It's silly. If you have a teen or a tween, go into the young adult stuff. Hunger Games. I read that as an adult. Great books. I was surprised. I was expecting to hate it, but... Maybe it's because my expectations were so low. And then finally, check out the Discworld series by Terry Pratchett. Mm. I have to say, it's like 40-something books, and I'd have to say it's probably one of my favorite series that I've read. But if you have a a girl that's a tween or a teen, 
get them, the Tiffany aching portion of the series. It's actually made for young adult. It's this, this girl who's a badass and it teaches that girls don't have to be the damsels. They can be the badass. And he is so good at doing that because I don't know. I got it for uh, my niece who's now 17 and she read a few of them and you know, apparently she said she really liked it. That's cool. And it's cool because she starts off at nine and she's like pretty much uses her little brother as bait to get a monster to come out of the swamp and she bashes the monster with a fry pan. (laughs) (laughs) So that's kind of the stuff that's coming from there. And then she, you know, grows up, you know, like I think, oh, shoot, I think it's like I shall wear midnight or something like that where she's like a teen girl and she's like just dealing with having her needs and the needs of the town that she's taking care of shit like that yeah and there's an honorable mention from kim if you have a baby that's too young to read you still can get them books yeah they're uh it's a series i I think they're just called indestructible books and they're like you know that um the fedex pouches not the plastic ones but the one that are kind of like paper yeah that are impossible to tear yeah it's made of that oh they're actually designed to go through the dishwasher wow and they come out looking just like they did brand new. Wow. That's ingenious because I remember what I did when she, when Olivia was little, I made a book and laminated it that was all just faces mm-hmm. of people that mm-hmm. we knew. Like, oh, there's Bumpa, there's Nana. But then I took comic books. Yeah. And I laminated them and had them binded at, yeah. uh, co- um, at Kinko's or yeah. whatever. And uh, those were awesome because she could take them and yeah. spill them. But I have pictures of her as a baby, like with it opened up, like she's reading. Oh, she's reading uh, mm-hmm. the Peanuts comic, or she's yeah. reading Spider Man, and he just like looking at it. Yeah, no, it's great because Owen went through a phase where he enjoyed. I don't know if it was the feel or the sound of tearing paper. Oh, I remember that. And I don't know how many times, like in the middle of the night on the baby monitor, we hear rip, rip, <laughs> and we'd run in there and he'd just look at us with a big smile and just like the corpse of a book just torn to shreds all around him. Uh, he could not rip the indestructible ones. That's pretty much it on the reading. It doesn't really matter as long as you get them to do it. It doesn't yeah. matter what they're reading. And if you're both excited about it and you both can talk about it, I think it's a, it's a big deal. Yeah. Keep them away from Anne Rand. <laughs> okay, that brings us to He's a story about a bad daddy This bad daddy is actually a bad granny Who was trying to do the right thing, but messed up Uh-oh Gran accidentally buys granddaughter an adult book Instead of Enid Blyton Oh no Um, This is in the UK, this just happened last month Grandma was left blushing after she attempted to buy a book As a lovely present for her young granddaughter That turned out to be an X-rated read Dang it <laughs> Sue Mackey wanted to get an Eden Blyton book for her seven-year-old granddaughter, Skyla Ray, and decided that Five Get Gran Online sounded a nice, like a nice title to start with. So apparently she and her own daughter read Enid Blyton books when she was a girl and wanted to pass the tradition on. When I was a little girl, oh yeah, so she wrote on the inside cover, to Skyla Ray, when I was a little girl, these were my favorite books. I hope you enjoy. Love you millions. Nanny, Nana Susie. So it turns out uh, it was written not by Enid Blyton, but by Bruno Vincent, and it's a series called Enid Blyton for Grownups. <laughs> oh, and the poor grandma. And she took it to the school, and the teacher's like, this is not okay. Oh, no. Uh, it had words like buttocks and bastard and <laughs> all this stuff, and she was horrified. And the mom's like, what? What are you talking about? And then they find out. So, yeah, apparently oh, they were poor freaking grandma. out. 
<laughs> yeah. So uh, you get the bad dad, mm. parent, whatever, even though you meant to do the right thing. I mean, that's an honest mistake. Yeah, no, that to me is like, that makes me sad for the grandma. Too. I know. Dang it. <laughs> Go through the, it makes a good story. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Go through what you give your kids first. <laughs> yeah, t- definitely. Especially even with like comic books, I'll tell people like, oh, is that a good way? And I'll be like, you know, you need to read them first. So like the only things I'll ever tell people, you're, you know, you're basically safe. Like Spider-Man 1 yeah. to 100 or like stay with those 60s and Don't 70s. Your kids, the boys. Yeah. Uh. Well, <laughs> it, even, even the regular ones, if you buy a newer one, there's some shocking yeah. stuff that they sometimes you'll get a bad run where people are, feel like they're just doing horrible things to to do them, yeah. like to be shocking, and you wouldn't expect it. Where you'd be like, I just thought I was getting Spider-Man or something, and like this is this is horrible. Yeah. Well, email us. Tell us what you think. We'll have more dick jokes in the next episode. <laughs> Subscribe, rate us, review us, tell a friend. It's how the show grows. If you want to hire someone to draw a picture of a sweet little kid trying to make sense of a porn-filled romance novel, who would they reach out to? You can reach out to me, Mike Gray, at uh, PencilForHire.com. I'm also pencil, pencil for Hire on Instagram. And if you want to curl up for a good book but want to stay awake long enough to read it, get our uh, sponsor, Seattle Gummy Company. They make high-energy mocha shots. They give you all the caffeine in a cup of coffee five times faster for half the price of what you would spend on a cup of coffee at one of those chain coffee places. Click the link in the show notes, enter the code STANDUPDADS15, get 15% off your order. You need some now. <laughs> yeah, I probably could. Seattle Gummy Company, Stand Up Dad tested and approved. Get shit done. And finally, get my side project, The Gag, on this podcast. That's run by Big Nick. We interview comics from all over the place, have a great time doing it. We are actually taking a bye this week because Nick has an earache. Oh, no. Uh, he actually has a season pretty rough shape. Oh. But hopefully you get better. And we will talk to you guys next week. See you next week. Bye. The thing I want to say is thank you all for coming. Bye-bye. <laughs>